0: Oh, the second season has
1: begun! <laughs> Happy Halloween, everybody! Happy
0: Halloween, everybody! We decided Halloween would be a good day to come back uh, instead of doing like a whole m- you know month of crap during October and.
1: What do we call October, Drew? October Awareness, October Awareness. Month. It's
0: October Awareness Month. That's what it is, courtesy of a, a blooper from a from a host of ours from back in the day. <laughs> yeah, October Awareness Month.
1: That's because everything happens in October, including my birthday. This
0: is very true. This is very true. It's the only time you hear me say it, too. Yeah. I'm, I bet you just had a nice, subdued, did nothing, didn't even recognize it actually happened kind of. No, day.
1: because I'm no longer having birthdays. I am now having anniversaries of my 29th birthday, and I'm already into double digits of that. So I was going to
0: say, you might be careful because you're going to end up doubling that up and then uh, long in the review. <laughs> hmm. So, well, in honor of Halloween. Yes, in honor of Halloween. Um, we are, well, obviously, if you follow us and whatnot, you see what we're going to be reviewing today. Um, so we're going to I review, love how you think people read. Uh, I hope they do. God. <laughs> we're going to be uh, reviewing John Carpenter's The Thing from 1982, but... Uh, what really spawned this as an idea for me um, was we were shooting during the break. You know, I went and shot a uh, feature film, a horror. I can't feature wait to film. see it. And during uh, you know some downtime before we began shooting, one of the actresses brought up a uh, an interesting question and she said what movie would you be in that if you were in this movie the only choice you feel like you would have is to kill yourself
1: yeah cuz you're not going to let anybody else kill it you're, you're take just control.
0: exactly you you are in a no win situation you know that there's no chance you're getting out of this alive and you'd rather take it into your own hands that it's that dire that you would just go ahead and off yourself instead of suffer whatever wrath there may be from whatever is trying to kill you.
1: Well, I was talking about it with my kid last night, and um, you know she loves horror movies. I love horror movies, and like right away she's like, oh, "Maybe Child's Play or maybe Nightmare on Elm Street." I'm like, "Oh God, what? I know." I'm like, "Those are those are horror movies, but they're the I'm talking about." Like okay, I'm just going to tell you what mine is. is those that, is are that
0: okay? first of all to me. Those are winnable situations.
1: Right, um, right.
0: There's, there's Be a virgin.
1: <sighs> don't go in there. <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: you know, don't drink. Don't like, have sex. Yeah, don't do drugs. Don't, don't
1: go down the dark cellar by yourself. Exactly. You know? you stay don't, away
0: from summer camps. Uh, don't
1: go. To, don't say. Let's split up.
0: Right. Um, and then, I, I, and then just, like wanna... don't go to sleep. You know. There's, yeah. there's, there's There's things that can be done here. <laughs> Um,
1: i just i just I'm, i gotta tell you what mine is let me tell you come on oh come on, my on.
0: god she's bursting at the seams all right I go am. ahead are you sure or yeah, did no, like, if you have it. something
1: else you want to add okay no, no mine mine would be the descent
0: the descent that's a yes. really good choice
1: and you know what my thing is? Oh, I'm so glad you didn't pick it too. I was so convinced that we were both good because we t- I was talking to one of our coworkers, and he said, you two had had a conversation about that movie and I was like, dang it, that's going to be what Drew's is too. <laughs> no. Okay. So if you haven't seen The Descent, it is about a woman who loses her husband and her child in an accident and all this other stuff happens. And then like a year later, she and her friends decide to go cave diving, cave dwelling, yeah. spelunking. Yeah. Yes. yes. Okay. And... Yes. While they're down there, they end up running into these chud things. And for you horror fans, <laughs> chud means cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers. Um, but even before the freaky things show up and start killing everybody, they are shoved into these tiny crevices. Yes. I, I'd have killed myself then, Drew, before <laughs> the horror even started. I was like, I have never watched a movie that had more like sense of dread and like i was literally like i was going just kill yourself just take one of them pickaxe (laughs) things and do it and then of course the cannibals showed up
0: yeah what about you what's yours it's okay so the descent is uh first of all is a fantastic movie if if you genuinely haven't seen it it came out like 2005 or 6 something like that Mm -hmm. find that film watch that film and I recommend watching it <clears throat> excuse me, I recommend watching it with the original uh u k ending it's sometimes mm-hmm. under unrated is mm-hmm. where you can usually find it in the in the u s um because it's a much better ending than the u s version that they put on there because Americans just can't handle shit uh
1: right it like we have to have a happy ending even <sighs> Jesus in a horror movie Christ
0: so <laughs> Um, it is a far better film, um, with that ending. It is because yeah, that didn't movie pander. is the movie is claustrophobic, um, mm-hmm. and it they really like do a good job of the way they shot it because they didn't shoot it in an actual cave. They shot it on a set where they built all these things, but they built it so that they could move cameras, big cameras into tight spaces so that they can Getting sick
1: just thinking about so it I want easily i mean it's
0: it's it's fascinating if you go watch the making of that movie and how they did it it's it's to still be able to get that feeling of rock on top and below you but be able to move this is before small cameras yeah. but be able to move a camera through that with that talent there's it's like it's slowly kind of funneled With the camera, so it kind of followed with it. It's it's insane to watch,
1: and the cast is is no names.
0: No names. There's there's still no names. Right. (laughs) There's still nobody that nobody Mm -hmm. like broke out of that. Maybe they did over in the UK, but nobody really broke out of that. Um, which is really that makes it even more impactful. Yeah, yeah. They're very relatable people at that point. Um, no, great choice. Great choice. That like one it. that one definitely came up in the discussion we had at the Oh, really? At the set. Yeah, yep, that one came up. <laughs> okay,
1: so I can't wait to find out yours.
0: <laughs> so mine, when I was on set, mine was uh train to Busan mm-hmm. because being stuck on a hyper train with zombies just flooding through it and you literally have nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. The train's not going to stop. It's just going to keep running until it runs out of gas or the grid goes down. And you are just stuck on this thing going, you know, 80, 90 miles an hour.
1: And with. you have a kid that you're responsible for.
0: It's, 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 uh, that was my choice. You would have
1: tossed the kid at the
0: zombies, wouldn't you? Oh, have, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Survival <laughs> kicks in at that point. Right. And yeah, no, I'm you're the kid in the leg. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not my fault. It's, you know, mm-hmm survival of the uh the biggest so (laughs) squash survival (laughs) yeah exactly squash survival just sort of anything smaller so
1: so has your opinion changed
0: my opinion well my opinion of of training yeah my choice for that hasn't necessarily changed like that's not like one of those it's like oh well now that's just not any good anymore Mm -hmm. um it was just when we decided to do this i was like okay well let me see if i can think of another one Mm -hmm. that I think would be really good for that Um, Mm -hmm. and I I really I came up with you know I one remembered the descent um, and was like Mm -hmm. oh that would be a good one but I was like no they already talked about that in the thing that's why it's in my head Mm -hmm. Uh, and so then I came up to the hills have eyes
1: oh god that was one that I told Megan I said oh god no
0: yeah the hills have eyes while It seems like, yes, you could put up a fight or whatever and think that you've got some kind of puncher's chance. You really don't. No. Um, But you are, even if you did survive them, you're in the middle of not just a desert, but, like, the New Mexico testing grounds. Like, there's radiation everywhere out there. You're as good as dead. No one's going to find, no one knows you're there. No one is coming to find you um that one was a very dire one for me um i did mention that
1: one to megan i didn't know if she'd seen it and i also said um if she watches
0: last... by the way if she's never watched it i mean the original is great it mm-hmm. really is it's fun fun that's a horrible way to describe that movie <laughs> no I, I understand but Our fans will understand yeah that. um but to me the remake is better the remake really? the remake to me is, is that rob zombie better. no it's um uh alessandro aha i think something like that his last name's aja i don't know if it's a ja or aha or whatever but oh wow i didn't realize that um
1: i i also told megan um last house on the left mm, the you know
0: yeah well,
1: but I hope she doesn't watch that one, because that's
0: basically a snuff film. If she watches that one, if, if you don't think she can handle the original, just let her watch the remake. The oh, remake, I know. To me, the Death rem- by Microwave. Yeah. The remake is fine on its own, honestly. I kind of enjoyed it. I wish they would have went a little harder, but I, I still mm-hmm. enjoyed it. The original is a snuff film. It's rough to watch. Even is- even Wes
1: Craven said they yeah. had, to, like, go shower and
0: Yeah. It, it's, it's really a tough film to watch. Yeah. So... Uh, all that being said, uh, the the person who brought up this, uh, the actress who brought this, up, her name is Cree Michelle Pringle. Stunning Shout out Anderson. to Cree. Yeah. Um. She she essentially goes, "You're all wrong. The correct <laughs> answer is the thing." And I oh, and I so went, "That's where it came from." <laughs> and I went, eh, eh, "Ooh, you're not wrong on that." <laughs> I love I mean, how she
1: prefaced it. You're all wrong.
0: Yeah, you're all wrong. The answer is the thing. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, and to me I think she's 100% correct. I think it is the correct answer. You're trapped on Antarctica? Nobody is coming for you. You can't trust anyone you're with. And ultimately when that pa- when the power goes out out there, you're going to die. Yeah. You're going to freeze to death no matter what. It is a super dire situation. And I think I was like, I agree with you. That is the correct answer. You can have, everyone can have all their opinions. Y'all want that's the correct answer. And that's why we are doing the thing today. <laughs> Oh, it's so good to be back, Christine.
1: Yay, season two of It's Great Says Who, the Chris and Drew
0: review. What's really awesome about this one is we can sit there and say, It's Great Says Who. At first, nobody, nobody mm-hmm. said this movie was great. This movie universally panned. <laughs> yeah, everyone, audiences hated it, uh, obviously, except for these select horror nuts. uh Audiences hated it, critics despised it, everything about it. And in the now 40 plus, I know, right at 40 years uh, since it came out, it has gone from not just cult classic, but actual classic. It has earned its status uh, being resurrected as a legitimate classic film now. And I think that's amazing.
1: Um, you watch this movie a lot, don't you?
0: I do at least once a year, probably twice a year. It's a fine Arbor Day film.
1: <laughs> what, you tired of It's Arbor Day, Charlie Brown?
0: Yes, exactly. There's only so <laughs> many times I can watch that kid lose a kite in a tree. So
1: <laughs> Oh my gosh.
0: Oh. Yeah. So this this movie came out in nineteen eighty two, directed by John Carpenter, stars a slew of great character actors. I mean Amazing. Um You know, when Kurt Russell is kind of outshined by other characters, and he's phenomenal in it, but, you know, Keith David, it's one of his first big roles, you know, uh, 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 Wilford Brimley in here, you know, uh, there's several, I can't think of their names off the top of my head. Richard Dysart? Yes, Richard Dysart. I think that's how you say his name.
1: Donald Moffat? Yeah. m-o-f-f-a-t yeah. yeah um blah blah,
0: uh, and blah blah does an amazing job in here as the thing
1: richard mazer i think you say yes, his name yeah what what happened what i loved about this and, and i'll be honest with you i saw this movie nine thousand years ago yeah. and i have yeah. not watched it again so yeah. this was like almost like watching it for the first time for me um what i found so cool about it is you know i knew richard dysart if that's how you say his name Apologies. Um, <laughs> from LA Law. I knew Wilfred Brimley from what Grape Nuts? Yeah. Was he as Grape they say, Nuts?
0: Cocoon, <laughs> cocoon hadn't come out yet. And right, he hadn't gotten you know? his diabetes.
1: Yeah. Um, so that's that's the thing. I, to see these actors who even at that time were well established. They weren't new like that might have been Keith David's first one of his first things, but it yeah. wasn't any of the other ones, that they took a chance on on a director that just, you know, I mean, even the title of it was the thing. It really doesn't really say anything. (laughs) So I I love the fact that you got to see established, really cool character actors in. I'm sorry. My dog's butt is in our way. I I just had to, I looked up and saw that, Um, but you saw these character actors in a different um, way and they really embraced it. I didn't get a feeling from any single one of them that they were like, Ugh, I'm doing this for a paycheck.
0: Right. No, they, they, it takes a lot to uh, embrace the ridiculous, when, yeah. especially when you're making kind of alien horror films. But I think one you said the a word, yeah. John Carpenter would not be happy if for no. you saying the a word, <laughs> but they have, you know, the practical effects that they have in this, I'm sure helped a lot. Um, And the subtext of it all, of not Mm -hmm. being able to trust your fellow man at all in this, which I think is really cool. Like, while there are – this movie is well known for its body horror and amazing uh, practical special effects, there's a lot of off-screen kills in this,
1: you know, which make the
0: ones that are on screen more impactful
1: There's that. And I also feel that um, when you're when you are trying to convey dread and, you know, confusion and things like that, I am a firm believer in stuff happening off screen is is so much more impactful than to just see it blatantly out there. And so, you know, I mean, characters kind of go away for a while and they just come back where were you i was out there in the snow you know i mean it's just like and it lent itself to the dread because this thing that infiltrates these bodies does not do it in a room full of people it does it by itself you know it, it gets somebody off by itself so anytime somebody went away and came back you were like oh my god are you a thing you know so i yeah. like that
0: yeah it's it does such a great job and then and, and well it opens up with these Norwegians, you know, chasing <laughs> down a dog.
1: And if you understand their language, you know, the whole movie, if yeah. the g- guy gives it away right there, yeah. there's no yeah. subtitles.
0: No, there's no subtitles. If, if you speak Norwegian, you'll, you'll know what they're, they're, they're screaming about it. Um, chasing this dog down, trying to shoot it. And that, that's how it just, it opens up. I mean, obviously you see the spacecraft crash before the title card, but, like, when it just opens up with this, you're like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. And and then when you finally see the poor dog split its head open, you're like, oh, here we go. This is...
1: Let, let's let's just talk <laughs> about the elephant in the room. And that's the dog. I, yeah. I mean, do you think this movie would be made now? Because it... it they go after the animals. I yeah. mean, I know yeah. the thing has taken over it, and that's this form of survival. But I don't know. I just... I don't
0: know if it I, would be well. I think it. I think it could. I think it would. But I think it would be, you know, clearly CG dogs, so that you well wouldn't see, and that's quite, the thing. So you wouldn't quite feel so bad.
1: Like, I was thinking a that lot too, of, Because there's a
0: lot of real dogs in here getting sprayed with shit, getting you know, it looks like they, and they were they, scared. Yeah, it looks like they gooped up a dog, you know, um, as it was trying to assimilate it. So.
1: Well, me, I was thinking that too, if they did it now, it would be CG, but it would almost make it worse because it would look less fake. And I'm not saying the effects in this were fake, but they were practical at the yeah. time. You know, they were done either in camera with KY jelly and, you know, yeah. Yeah. paper mache. I don't know, like, you know, but I mean, and a guy with his hand up in the thing, you know, so it's almost like if they did it now, it might even be worse because it would actually look more realistic. Like, oh my God, that's a real talk.
0: Right. I mean, and of course,
1: they had to pick huskies, my favorite breed.
0: (laughs) Well, you're in the Antarctic. You're sitting here owning huskies in the freaking
1: South. Actually, I did some research and they were malamutes. But I'm telling you, that dog deserved an Oscar. That was a great acting dog.
0: Yeah. No, it, it really was. See, even the dogs are great character actors. Yes. No, the acting in this movie is top notch. The, um, just the, the dread that they all feel not being able to trust one another and the heightened suspicion as you the audience still have no idea who is or isn't a thing until it's entirely too late you see characters <laughs> that's act out, mildly yeah you see characters act out that you think oh yeah they've got to be a thing but they're just just like the thing they're trying to survive
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> they're, they're trying to figure this whole thing out um i i can't get enough of this movie um It's one that I will never be able to show my wife. Mm -hmm. She will never make it past the dog sequence.
1: I had to Um, stop. I I did. I had to stop it. I was just like, yeah, I'm not in the mood for this right now. I have to wait until later. (laughs) I was. I was like, oh, oh. And that reminds me, I'm going to give you your DVD and your DVD player back because it is on what? Peacock? Paramount? Yeah, now it's on
0: Peacock. Yeah. Yeah. As of this recording, it's on Peacock.
1: (laughs) Well, Ah. here's the thing for me. Um, That was the the first thing I said is I thought it established a great sense of dread, you know. Um, My second thing is who kills dogs and would that happen today? I don't know. But um, I like the famous actors in New Light, you know, I I like that. Let me turn my page for my notes here. Um, Oh, here's a fun fact that I did in my research. First of all, I loved the score. I yeah. loved the yeah. music. Yeah, and and it's the guy that works with Tarantino, right? That or worked with more Morricone, Morricone, Yeah. Mor- he, and, he, well, he only
0: worked with Tarantino once. He worked with him, and on, that was uh, Hateful, Hateful 8. Eight. Yeah.
1: Okay, here's a fun fact: a lot, some of the music in Hateful Eight was leftover music from the thing that wasn't used in the movie, That's and awesome. the thing soundtrack got a Razzie for worst. <laughs> score, yeah, and hateful eight won an Oscar for it
0: for it, yeah I,
1: I just thought that was awesome, yeah. like how, how one is
0: only Oscar. How
1: our, yeah, how our um tastes have changed at the time, but I thought the score, and a lot of it, when I say score, people think of music, mm-hmm. this is not just me, this is like drone noise, and you know they're around machinery a lot, and it's just. You know, there's a. They keep the dogs in the in like a just I don't know, it looks like a chicken coop, right. you know, kind of yeah, thing. And when the door candy. opens, it creaks. I just really think that a lot of the. I think in horror, sound is important.
0: Oh yeah, sound and design is important. I'm just varies. talking
1: about. It, it's. I think it's more important. Maybe a war movie. It's. It's important too, but. I was just really, as I was watching it, I found myself, you know, I'd hear something, I'd hear, I'd go, is that, is the music starting? And kind of like listening. And then all of a sudden I'd realize they were outside and it was like the wind, you know, I don't know. I just really liked the, the sound design and the score. Okay. That was one thing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's my sound and Um, score rant. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Okay. For, so, what we do with this is we find that you know uh, the experts that like this, and yeah. one of the things that you know we always love our Mister Siskel, yeah, and Mister Ebert, yeah. Okay. Usually, Ebert loved cheesy horror movies and stuff like that, and he, you know, like I mean, he did, didn't he do Valley of the Dolls? Yeah, he wrote. Whatever, yeah, you know? he
0: wrote Valley of the Dolls. He,
1: he was a true movie lover in that if it entertainment was fine, and Siskel was the one that hated everything most of the time. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he, okay. They were backwards on this.
0: Yeah, I know. Hebert, Hebert hated this movie,
1: and Siskel loved it. That was like a rare flip flop for them. I thought that was interesting because we both, you and I, both respect both of their opinions very mm-hmm. much, and so I thought that was kind of kind of neat. Do you think this movie scary, or do you think it's like dreadful? Is it because to me, there's two I, different things.
0: I think it's actually both. I think it is scary when. So this movie does a good job of of giving itself quiet time it's not just back to back scare 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 go 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 adrenaline there are time so when when i can't think of the character's name but when they burn the guy alive out in the snow you know he Mm -hmm. he sits there and he you know his arms are all long and he roars like to me that's the moment that i'm like yep i'm out I'm, I'm I'm shooting myself. I just there. turned I'm the
1: flamethrower on myself. Yeah,
0: I'm out. Um, but when he between that scene and then between the scene where they're trying to resuscitate Norris, mm-hmm. um, it's actually fairly quiet through that. Even though stuff happens, there's the suspicions of Mac. There's a whole lot of you know uh, running back and forth between the the buildings and stuff. They lock Blair up during that, mm-hmm. but it's ultimately it's very quiet through that. And then once that resuscitation scene comes through and that chest cavity opens. All poo breaks loose. It's it just it reminds you, oh shit, that's right. There's this going on. Um and Ooh. it's it's outstanding. Uh and that's what I think this this movie does very good. It does a good job of being scary and then it really it it had while it when it's not being scary it becomes dreadful right it reminds you know something's gonna happen yeah it reminds you this is a dire situation
1: and because it wasn't just a series of of like cheap jump scares that's what caused the dread
0: yeah absolutely i think it is it's a combination of the two
1: well entertainment weekly says it's the 12th scariest movie of all time i did not really care to find out what (laughs) <laughs> 11 through one more because we all know ones? what they are i mean you know it's probably the exorcist it's probably the this it's probably right. that of course i could be surprised i don't know right and um not only that imdb says it's it's pretty much flat in the middle of the 250 greatest movies
0: of all time yeah i'm telling so you not scary yeah, movies yeah this this movie because it's more than just a monster movie and it's more mm-hmm. than just a horror movie Right. It's
1: it's literally about what would you do if you were trapped. Well, it's kinda like sauce. I was like, what would you do if you're trapped in a room with a guy and you knew you were gonna die or something? I don't know. Um I will say that it did employ, and this was of the time, it employed the the technique where because it's not computer generated, like what what's his name? The the head guy, the head rolls off and it goes off. What 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 Uh, character was that? Norris. Okay, Norris. So Norris starts by making noise and it's the transformation starts and then it cuts to somebody's reaction Yeah, and they come back to Norris and he's progressed in his ickiness and then it cuts away and then it comes back. And that happened with the dog too. Like the dog's sitting there and all the other dogs are ground on. And all of a sudden it was like, you know, that was a little jarring for me. But again, I I can appreciate the, I I mean, really, when I started reading about some of the things that the special effects people had to do for this, I think at the time it was the most expensive special effects budget for a movie. Yeah. Like it was like one tenth of the budget of the movie. I think the other budget went to hairspray for, um, Kurt Russell. Cause his hair <laughs> his deserved its own credit. Glorious
0: locks. And oh beard. my God.
1: He looked like Aslan from <laughs> Narnia, you know? So, but I really, um, I, I really thought that it, I don't know. I, I really think that John Carpenter and all the people involved in this movie did a great job in, um, hey, this is what we have. This is what it is. And it's still very effective. You know, even though I sat there going, mm, looks like Jello, mm, looks like whatever. Right. You know, that's just because we're all spoiled now because of CGI.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Which is I like that there was some humor too. Which is funny because if you go watch the prequel film that came out in 2011, Mm -hmm. they which in concept is fantastic. It basically tells you what happened to the Norwegians, and it literally ends with them chasing the dog. So
1: -hmm. that you could
0: watch those movies back to back, and it'd be one long saga. It's they they. did some practical effects. Like they went through and did a bunch of practical effects, and then the studio told them, no, use CG instead. And they went. And the CG
1: at the time was, it made it horrible. In
0: 2011, and they went back and did it, and it just didn't look great. It, didn't. it really did. And, and much to like you were saying, with the edits back and forth and the progressions get worse, when you see it actually happen in front of you, it's not quite as jarring, it's not mm-hmm. quite as scary. Um,
1: I, I will say the only time I feel that where it progressed was American werewolf in London. Yes. What that transformation scene. Yeah. But when you think about what John Landis did to, to I mean, I, that was like what the mid eighties. No, that
0: was either 80 or 81.
1: American werewolf in London.
0: Yeah. It was 80 or 81 somewhere up there. It was, it was Dang. way back.
1: I thought uh, of, anyway. Okay. That just shoots my theory down anyway. I should have done <laughs> more. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, uh, Let's see. I'm trying to think. I love that it had some humor. I mean, yeah. even, even Gallo's humor is fun. Oh, I mean, yeah. some of the when that guy's tied to the chair and, <laughs> and he's like, you know, he's like, you know, um, I really don't want to spend the rest of what time I have left tied to this effort chair. Yeah. I mean, it was just it's and, so and the good. fact that it was and the fact that it was that character actor, that Donald Moffat, who yeah. is I, I just assumed he probably did like king roles and general roles and I don't know, like CEOs. And here he is. Yeah. Tied to the chair in the, uh, you know, in the dead of Well, whatever. there's
0: also ones that it's like that same scene when they after they've tested Childs and Childs passes, and he's just screaming, "Get me out of here! Get me out of here!" Like as he's looking, you know, at uh, Gary, knowing that you know Gary could be something or not. He's like, "Get me out of here!" And then in edit, he's gone. And it's just Mm -hmm. hilarious.
1: Yep. Well, and see, that was another thing. Like, you know, I'm like, these are supposed to be scientists and whatever. And I'm like, okay, number one, if you think somebody is a thing, why would you tie three people together knowing that they might not all be that way? And that if one of them starts, they're all going to go. I'm like, whatever. I think they had it out for them. And then number two, when they're doing the blood thing, which by the way, that is one of the best scenes in any movie I have. I mean, that was brilliant.
0: It is hands down one of the best uses of suspense of misdirection of a macguffin it is so perfect it is so good
1: (laughs) you know i can't like anything just leave it alone okay i'm like okay they cut each other's finger or or he cuts the finger with a scalpel Mm -hmm. okay so if if this can be transferred by a tiny and it could okay he cuts them and he wipes it off on his pants and he goes and cuts somebody else i'd be looking at him going you better put some antibacterial alcohol in that thing because i am not getting infected because you don't know how to clean a you know scalpel Mm -hmm. but that's me (laughs) i will pick apart a scene like that or whatever so but hey you know what you know what i found out did you know that before he even made this movie or any movie did you john carpenter's an oscar winner he when he was in college he won an oscar in 1970 for best Live action, live action short, and I was—I I thought that's why he got to do these movies. That's yeah. why they didn't, you know, because I'm. Let's let's face it. I mean, I don't know. I just okay. And granted, Halloween, woohoo, yay. right? It just went crazy, and and I really think that he was hurt that this movie wasn't as well received as he had hoped.
0: Well, it it, think- it essentially ruined his career, right. even though we all revere everything he's done like afterwards he became like the king of b movies yep um which got a status mm-hmm. but it, this thing absolutely ruined his career
1: and 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 he loves this movie. Yeah. If you ask him, yeah. I think he says this and the fog are his two favorites that he did or something. Considering yeah. he's done all the Halloween ones, and this guy is really like Renaissance guy. He, I mean, he does scores. I mean, the Halloween yeah. thing he did it because, and and it's not because I want to do the music. It's because I can't afford to pay somebody. Exactly. I just he is guerrilla filmmaking embodied, and I love that because you can tell it is a it is a love of the process
0: Mm -hmm. absolutely and he's i mean he so halloween obviously was like the is the big success for him and then i mean i think after that he had either dark star might have been after might have been before that but you know he didn't have i think he did the fog after that i think that might have been before the thing and then after the thing tanked him oh no he had the other russell movie um escape yes escape from new york yeah he had that which didn't do well like was it was another one that it bombed but it didn't like tank it it was it did well you enough you
1: really think that kurt russell would have just ended up going off into the sunset but he's right. just been given i mean it's, i think it's cuz he's such a nice guy
0: right well <laughs> and and him and carpenter clearly have you know a connection. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, escape, I think he
1: fought for him to get this role.
0: You know, yes, I think so too. Um, well, Carpenter directed him in Elvis, right? You know, and then I did
1: co- read somewhere that Kurt Russell was actually involved in the pre-production and making of this movie. I don't know to what level, but he didn't come on. Actually, I think he was one of the last people cast.
0: Yeah, I think I think that's true too. I think mm-hmm. I think that's accurate. Mm-hmm. But I mean, yeah from Elvis to uh Escape from New York to The Thing to Big Trouble in Little China I mean he just they always worked together and mm-hmm. it was always great it They really was. just worked off each other so well Yeah So yeah.
1: Did did am I right I read this but this doesn't sound right to me It says The Thing opened on the same day as Blade Runner like literally opened on the same day as Blade Runner and it said both were trounced by ET
0: well, I can believe all all of that.
1: Right. I, I, I thought there was like a little, I thought there was like a year difference. No, they're
0: know? all 1982.
1: Okay. All right. But yeah. And look yeah. at both of those. Now, granted, E.T. is still a classic, too. It's right, not like E.T. Right. bombed and the rest of them. But nobody but expected E.T.
0: to be the juggernaut that it was when it came
1: well, out. Well, and I think everybody was saying that at the time that. We needed E.T. It was the early 80s. Reagan had just come on, you know, to, you know, and we needed it. We needed something that was like positive enough flipping and a dead alien might have been what we needed. I don't know. <laughs> um, I will say this as I was watching it and I did a little research and I can't really find anything. But I was like, I wonder if this was an analogy for the AIDS crisis, uh, because it literally is about being ostracized just because somebody thinks you have something and it's about blood yeah. and it's about this it's about, and i really wondered if if because it was at the, the height of the aid scare
0: you know it very well could be because the original film was about communism you right. know it was a metaphor for communism
1: oh uh, we can we can make anything anything if we want to we can draw a line between two things oh absolutely we, we think and, about that's enough, just I it guess. that's
0: and and yeah you can because there's it might be a little coincidental that there's a blood test in it and there's all of this, whether that was intentional or not. I mean, the shoe fits. So,
1: well, and I think, I think it was the perfect way. I mean, I like what they said. This thing takes on. So even a drop of blood, if it feels threatened and it's inhabiting this drop of blood, it's going to react. And I thought that was perfect. You know? Yeah. Um, I will say this, um, drew and I, we re- well, I'm not going to speak for you. I think at the time when we saw them, you and I really enjoyed the It movies, right? Oh God, Opin- yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, as I was watching this for the first time in a long time, the head scene where it falls down, yeah. and I remember back in the second It movie where they go back in as adults, and Stan has already killed himself, so he's not there, but young Stan shows up yeah. and is sprouts the and it does the it, thing. Yeah. I was like, I did a little research, and that I don't know how to say the guy's name. His name's Andy muschetti or muschetti whatever it is but he did he definitely said it like blatant homage which i just thought was really cool
0: yeah i remember seeing that in the theaters and thinking that just like Mm -hmm. oh they did a thing head
1: yep now what do you think about the ending
0: so i i love the ending because it's it is dour um (laughs) and just I also
1: don't like to be spoon-fed something i like to be able to take something away so
0: I love all the theories of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my opinion, I do believe Childs is a thing. I think he's been assimilated. I do, too. Um, So here's, before the prequel came out, here's the arguments that everyone has for it. Uh, one, the noticeable lack of breath coming from Childs. And that's a direct
1: thing from Carpenter. Yeah. When he's asked about it, he says one's breathing, one's
0: not. Yeah. Where McCready is like a chimney. (laughs) I mean, Mm -hmm. just pouring out, you know, what looks like smoke. Um, Another fan theory is that the bottle that McCready hands child is actually gas you know well, from because he's been then, making Molotov yeah, cocktails Because they've for been the last... doing that the whole thing. Yeah. The whole You ending. know what
1: else I thought too? They're outside. It's freezing cold. Yeah. He hands them a bottle. I'm like, you put that up to your mouth and it's gonna like absolutely yeah. like I just So I, there's I just...
0: there's that. And then the, the after the prequel came out, in the prequel, one of the ways that they figure out whether or not someone is a thing or not is because it can't assimilate non
1: non human material. Or, yeah. Yeah
0: non-organic material so if you had fillings you know your fillings would be everywhere because it can't replicate that and she discovers one of the guys is a thing because he doesn't have an earring in well at -hmm. the end of this child still does have his earring in so that whether and and I think that's just an unintentional you know they didn't know this was going to be a prequel was going to be made and they were trying to be clever with the prequel and finding a way for them to figure it out
1: was was Carpenter involved with the prequel?
0: I don't think he is. I don't think. He
1: I think was. he might have said something about that. <laughs>
0: yeah, maybe. Like, like I mean, and that's just something that's like, look, I, we understand what you're doing, but go back and watch the original. Like they, it, it, a lot of people had stuff on them that, that right. You know, well, puts that to in you know,
1: in some of the articles that I read about this, Carpenter does say, "Look, one's breathing, one's not." But then there's other other articles where he's like, "Nope, neither's infected."
0: He's yeah. just
1: like it's just there's, throwing stuff at the wall and yeah, messes with people. There's
0: people who want it to be like, mm-hmm. like, that's the only way they can have an uplifting ending is that, no, 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 they're both just human. I'm like, great, then they're dead.
1: Then they're going to freeze to death. <laughs>
0: they're going to freeze to death. Or
1: burn. They'll I be, don't
0: know. They'll be dead by morning. There's just no doubt. They're in Antarctica. It's the middle of the night. They're not going to make it. Um, you know what
1: I liked? I liked the one scene, what's his name? Blair, Blaine, Blob? Blair, what's his Wilford name? Brimley? Yeah. Yeah, um, Blair. When he's in the... Um, Oh, good Lord. Where did my screen go? Where he's in the, um, the shack. Uh, yeah. And, and McCree's talking to him through the window. There's a, um, there's a noose.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I don't think they put that in there. I think he did it. Like no. he's like, no, it, yeah. it, it, he was it, definitely,
0: uh, he put it in there. I love that scene too, because mm-hmm. he also delivers an unintentionally funny line, but it's an amazing delivery. Where he's just like, I don't think I want to be out here anymore. (laughs) I want to come back inside. Tired. Yeah. As he's talking through a noose. Okay. So did,
1: if you've become infected, do you know?
0: No, you're dead. If you become infected, you have to die to become infected. Like it, it completely assimilates you. So it.
1: And then it comes out. Sorry. (laughs) She
0: knocks her microphone. Got excited. So, yeah, it, it essentially takes over every cell inside that person's body to replicate it. So you are dead if it, if it assimilates you. Then it but, just tries to mimic as best it can to stay alive is what it's all it's trying to do. That's all this aliens. It's not trying to kill people. It's trying, it's to, survive. trying
1: to survive. Which is sort of like what we were talking about with Blade Runner. You know, yeah. the the replicant. Okay. Should we talk about the... um chomping scene because i i forgot about that and that was brilliant with the arms
0: yeah yeah the norris scene yeah when they were trying to revive him, that's one of the best jump scares in this i mean it
1: really is and and literally because once again
0: it comes after about 10 or 15 minutes of quiet of calm and and then you think that that's exactly what's happening oh god they got to get him back what's going to happen when they shock him like that's where you think that the the jump scare is going to come when they shock him so when they go to shock him again and the thing retaliates (laughs) biting his damn hands off like stop shocking me
1: (laughs) i i had to i had to go back and rewind it because you know i can't do anything with that but like that wasn't the actor that they had to portray that part was actually double, double amputee and he has a mask of the actor on yeah and but your your eyes are obviously drawn to the stubs yeah so I went back and I'm like, yep, that's the mask. Yeah, but it was really good because there's no way I looked at it the first You're time. You're not you
0: know? looking at it at all, you know.
1: And I wonder, I really wonder what some of these is. I couldn't really find any because a lot of these guys are dead now. Yes. These actors are yes. dead. I really couldn't find any interviews or anything where they were like, um, "Yeah, I needed to eat." <laughs> you know, I wanted a paycheck, or, or I mean, or that's, they were like,
0: "That's one of the awful things about movies." of a of a certain era where they just didn't do a lot of behind the scenes stuff. Mm-mm. Um like they shot behind the scenes, you know, video, but I think it was more the special effects people shooting their own home movies to show how these things worked, how they can mm-hmm. critique their own work, stuff like that. They they just didn't do back behind the scenes documentary stuff or even uh it took so long for this movie to find its audience and then find its feet that They didn't even have a chance to do a retrospective, you know, by the the time most of them are dead.
1: I love the tagline for the movie. Man is the warmest place to be.
0: Yep. I just thought that was, that's like,
1: as a a writer, you hope to boil things down into like one terse, whatever, to get a point across. And if that doesn't get it across, I don't know what does.
0: (laughs) All right. So we've come to it. It's great. Says who do you think it's great? Christine? Nope. Nope. (laughs) for all the things that you've liked about it you still don't like it
1: i think it has greatness Mm -hmm. but i don't think it holds up i I really don't i think the the um dread and the fear and that stuff but i'm i'm sorry i i I didn't realize how jaded i was with um special effects i just it it wasn't scary to me because i was just like fake fake Fake, fake, fakey, <laughs> fake. I, I I, really wanted to, and I can appreciate it of its time, but mm-hmm. no, no, I don't no. think. No. I think we it is great. To- <laughs> well, yeah. I, mean, I think it is a- great. I, I think you think it's great for the reasons that I think it's great, and you will um, appreciate the effort. I'm just, like, picking it apart because that's what I do. We were talking about another movie called The Mist. Mm-hmm. And you even said that like the special effects are really cheesy in that one, and I agree. But for some reason, I think it was much more effective than than this was. I, I don't know. I I don't know. But again, I I would recommend it to anybody. I'm. I just it wasn't great for me.
0: Yeah. I I well with the mist. I mean that's another one that could be a dour situation you can't get out of. Um, but they showed you what happened on that one.
1: And I love that they <laughs> did not kowtow to popular opinion oh it has to be everybody has to get away and yeah. you know da, da, da. i mean it really when you watch that movie that's another one you are put in that situation yeah well
0: you're, you feel it you go to watch that movie watch it in black and white if you can find mm-hmm. the black and white version of it it's much better in black and white and that's the way they really wanted it to be released but of course studio oh, we're afraid of black and white and i love how
1: frank darabont did that and then when he did um walking dead years later that um he wanted to do the thing yep he wanted to do it but then they let it they put it out in black and white later and it's it's lovely yeah a
0: zombie movie that's lovely it's such a lovely zombie movie well there you have it folks well if you have any suggestions for us please send us an email
1: Mm -hmm. what's that email address
0: it's great says who at gmail.com send it our way we're also still taking submissions for any theme songs so if you uh Mm -hmm. got some musical uh i don't know talent see if you can (laughs) uh come up with a nice little jangly theme for us in the meantime we're going to continue on welcome to season two we've kicked it off with a hell of a start hopefully we don't drop the ball as we keep going see you guys
1: bye